Hello and welcome back to the Car Talk podcast, a show where we talk about the latest car news and the latest transportation opinion. My name is Bailey, your host, and today I'm joined by Matty from Matty's Cars, of course. How are you doing, Matty, today? You okay? Yeah, all good, thanks. Nice one, nice one. And today we are joined by uh, Jack from Doggy Stone Radio. Um, how are you doing, Jack? Hi there, I'm really well, thanks. How about yourself? Very good. It's good to have you on, finally. Got a real life <laughs> nice radio presenter. We have. God, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just kind of stumbled my way through here, but thank you for having me on. No problem at all. Would you like to start off with talking about, well, you, basically, and what you sort of do? Yeah, 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 sure thing. Well, I host a program on Dougie Stone Radio, which is called The Road Show, and essentially it is a motoring program. It's like Top Gear or The Grand Tour, if either of one of those shows just had a budget of zero pounds. It's just me <laughs> rambling on about this and that, mostly, uh, well, it's all motoring related, but it's a whole mix of sort of the latest car news. Uh, we look at some classic cars as well, some sort of nice. automotive advice, and we do also have interviews on. So, of course, uh, funnily enough, we've had both of you on the show before. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> weird because you're now on here and we've been interviewed by you. <laughs> now we're know, interviewing it, you. The tables have turned. <laughs> they have indeed. We're just giving you a break from being sat at the other side of the desk. I've actually, for any of the viewers and listeners that aren't aware, Jack, I've written out basically your CV here in front of me. <laughs> uh, so you're a radio presenter, of course. Mention that. That's right. Journalist. Um, and of course, you've you've been on the telly as well, haven't you? You've been in the oh, same God, room as. <laughs> As uh, I've lost her, Zoe someone? Zoe, Li- Zoe Lyons, yeah. I went yeah. on a BBC Two quiz show called Lightning. I was on there for five days and I won yeah. nothing at all. Not oh. one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's how that went. Honestly, to be fair, that was the only game show, I think, where sort of like not winning was kind of better because that meant that you were on TV for longer. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose it does. It, yeah, it was great fun to do. And I mean, I went to Belfast for a couple of days. So I got put up in a really nice hotel. So didn't have to pay well, that for sounds that. sounds great. <laughs> that, was what, that was my prize. It was a free holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. We'll, we'll talk about, a bit more about you, Jack, later on. Um, but as, as usual on the show, we like to talk about the latest car news. Um, and there's quite a mix this month around. Um, Good month. Would anyone like to start? I'll start. Um, this is something that's quite interested me actually but it's also uh, quite concerning so what I can gather from this Ford is basically um, toying with the fact of displaying adverts on the infotainment screens of their cars so (laughs) this is mad (laughs) so it's not it's not just sort of like what you get on facebook or whatever so cookie based advertising or random or anything like that rather like traffic sign recognition um it will recognize the billboards that you're driving past that you can see anyway and project them onto uh your car screen what what do we reckon well, at least using that system, you wouldn't ever try to start up your car and it says something like, this cougar is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it just it seems a bit weird to me, doesn't it? It's sort of 
I don't know. It, I guess it does stop you, you know, looking. Oh, look, there's something on the side. Oh no, I've had a crash. Yeah, this is. Um, it does. Yeah. It's in your car, and it's kind of. You know, I don't know. You're still safe. taking your eyes off the road, aren't you? This is just yeah. too. I mean, it's 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 painted, but it's. I think it's the trials are in America up, up to now. But the the example I've got in front of me here is like hot dog stand and things like that. Like, just imagine an American yeah. driving the car down the freeway, going, "I got myself a new Ford Fusion. It's told me where the nearest hot dog place is." <laughs> What's really funny as well, I don't really see how this can work in the UK because we hardly have billboard adverts anywhere apart from the M4 on the side of the road and it's just advertising for, I don't know, ladies' breast milk. Oh, I have to disagree with you there. There's tons (laughs) of adverts for billboards everywhere from from ladies' breast milk to everything else, really. Do you know what the best bit about this is, though? That I've just that's just dawned on me, sort of like trying to figure out billboards near me. There is going to be a point in someone if this system gets adopted. There's going to be a point where a Ford driver is driving along the road, and all of a sudden, on their Ford infotainment system, comes an advert for the new Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it will. It will. That's a shout, actually. Yeah, I like to like, think that there's some AI in there that just sort of detects, oh, it's a car advert and it's not for a Ford. We don't show yeah, it. That's, that's actually what I'm, what I'm thinking. Like, will it just block out mm. any car adverts or or what? I don't know. Or what about um, save the environment, take the train? Will that be projected yeah. <laughs> onto your Ford screen? <laughs> it's a bit odd, I think, but you know we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah. What about you? Have you got any? Uh, good news I haven't got good news but I've got bad news in fact um, right. we'll start off with that and get that out of the way but um, okay. my favourite supercar brand is Lamborghini um, and they've just announced that from 2024 onwards their fleet will be made out of plug-in hybrids only no more V12s unfortunately um, this so is why I like folding older cars away. yeah literally yeah. It's, it's really close um, mm-hmm. you know it's we don't really have much info on what cars they're bringing out, but apparently the CEO has announced their first EV will be four-seat, two-door GT. Oh, God. I don't know what to think of that. Four seats. I mean, uh, there's, I mean, there's an argument, isn't there, really, where like if you look at an old Comtash, like the acceleration on that is nothing compared to something like a BMW i3, but yeah, mm. it's... Um, it's Built on the the blistering sound from the engine brands like Lamborghini, isn't it? But yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of gone down the drain. But I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they produce after this. They said that you know, four door, sorry, a four seat um, GT could be interesting. They haven't done that before, so. That's true. In terms of sort of like a totally new thing for the company, that's quite exciting. But yeah, as you say, as Matty said, just the fact that you don't get that noise, that's all like a part of the experience of a supercar. Exactly. It's why you buy one. Now you're just going to get... It's going to sound like, like a toothbrush. Yeah. Can't there be like a license where if you're actually good at making engines and you make nice engines and nice sounding engines that you can... Keep it. Keep your right to produce internal combustion, and I don't know, the likes of bloody Stellantis can just do electric cars. They have to because their engines were crap before, <laughs> which is an <laughs> unfair comment. But you know, not as good as uh, as Lamborghini, Ferrari, etc. True. Yeah. 
Jack, have you got any car news this week? I mean, month. I always say this week, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I most certainly do. And this is one that certainly has got me really excited. Um, it is the... Well, I, I don't know. I don't think they bringing this to production. I think it's just a one-off, but Opel have decided that they wanted to make a modernized, electrified version of their classic Manta, and the Manta, of course, yes. was their kind of coupe thing. So we've now got this whole, like, array of images of this fantastic looking bright yellow yeah. 1970s car like classic vox well i say voxel it was an opal you know all same thing with this brand new front end that's sort of like a part of the well really a part of all of the range now it's their sort of front end for the 2020s yeah and it looks incredible I I I fell in love with this as soon as I saw it, and I know I'm not really a fan of electric cars, but I I'm really a big fan of like when people you know modernise older vehicles or you know make older vehicles electric. Like I I think that's a great idea instead of making them really stupid looking, which we'll get onto later about yeah. other cars. But um, I oh, had will. a lot of things. <laughs> I'm with you there. I I like it when. They don't say when they say oh, well they say I've, I'm going to just make a electric car and it's just going to look absolutely ridiculous instead like when they've like something like the Renault 4 or whatever the Renault 5 that they're bringing out and it actually looks like the old Renault 5 but it's electric yeah. it's a lot more yeah, that genu- is nice I genuinely love that because we, I, I don't know about you but I think we're going into this fantastic looking era in which we've got all of these new electric cars and okay fine as you say the electric is not great because you sort of do lose something but they look as if they're from the 70s you've got yeah. that you've got the Renault 5 as you say the Honda E which I've yet to see one out and about but I've seen many photos yeah. of I've them I've seen quite like a few a, they're quite nice have you? Yeah. they look it I mean I'm, I'm, I'm just clearly not leaving the house enough uh, <laughs> to not see one but um they look just like an original mark one civic it, it, brilliant yeah. one positive is that we're getting this whole sort of segment of like retro new stuff uh, and it's great i love yeah. the squared front end on the going back to the manta and, and the, the the there's a steering wheel there, a little free spoke steering wheel looks proper retro not a it's single so, button so on cool. it just holes it looks great and I, I think it looks like I wrote this down um, the other day when I was writing this, but I, I wrote down it, the front looks like a, the old Chevy Camaro a little bit. Yes. You know what I mean? That sort of like yeah, boxy yeah, yeah. front. And the back, if you look at the back, it looks like the seventies Charger, which I think is just a brilliant combination of two cars from the old, you know, sixties and seventies. It's just excellent. That's so true. And also, and this is something which I don't quite know why they've done this, but I'm really pleased that they have done. Yeah. Even though it's an electric car, they've kept the manual gearbox. Oh, I know. Oh I was my, so happy about this. Yes, it's got a four-speed yeah. manual transmission, and you don't have to use it if you don't want to. It's just there if you want to just add to the driving experience. How cool is uh, that? I was saying that someone needs to en- engineer a manual gearbox into electric cars. And this this is actually quite a simple like how it works. It's sort of you know it basically electronically sort of you know slows the revs or the amount of power output in each gear. So it feels like you're getting more power if you go in a lower gear. You'll get all the power, and if you go in a higher gear, it's sort of you know losing using less mm. electricity. And it's quite clever actually. I think this has actually Definitely. really ex- excited me. Like I haven't even looked at the yeah. specs, <laughs> but I think what we should have. I think Ford should pull their finger out and make an electric version of the Capri that looks like yes. the old yes. That would be so cool. 
This has got 145 bright horsepower, 150 actually, if you round up, um, and 188 torque, which is actually more than enough because it's probably not going to weigh very much. If you look at it, it looks like it doesn't weigh much. Yeah, I think that's true. Oh, that's the thing. That's the only downside. It is a one-off. So, oh, is it? Is it yeah, not just a concept, or it's a one-off thing? But I mean, it's it kind of it's kind of a little bit. It's kind of a little bit pissed me off a little bit because you know they make such a cool-looking electric car that actually you know Petrolhead would be interested in buying, and then they go and put no, why only make one of them? They own, and then, <laughs> then they try to sell you the mocker. Oh, yeah. don't please don't get me started. Oh God. The Adam, the uh, Viva, the Mocha, the Mariva, oh, it's no. all... Well, they've all gone, but uh. they're all crap, yeah. No, I was I was just going to say, there we go, we now just need to start a petition to actually badger Vauxhall, uh, sorry, Opal, into making the, into making this and just yeah. cancelling all of their other cars. We just <laughs> exactly. want this Manta. Um, have you two heard of Dakar Racing? No. I'm sure you have. I believe I have, I have yes. You haven't heard of Dakar Racing, Matthew. I so know that, nothing it, about cars, as we know. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, or Dakar Racing is, well, it's it's kind of like an extreme version of rally driving, and they drive sort of across deserts and vast vast terrain sort of thing. And it's like a big race over, I think it's about a week, I'm not sure, but they have to live with the car, and they have to, you know, if something goes wrong, they have to mend it on the go, and it's like this massive race. But anyway, um, they're, they're trialling at the moment, I think it's called Extreme E, um, which basically that. means they're, they're making um, the Dakars electric, which in a way I don't think I'm going to mind because, you know, they, they still have just as good a performance as all the diesel cars that they originally had. And if anything, it's it's already more exciting than Formula E, which is just a load of cars going on a track with no one overtaking and rules. But um, this is actually a bit more interesting to watch because, you know, there's, you know, they turn it over dunes and they've got perilous cliffs and all sorts. So that's just some news there. It's funny you should say that, actually, because I, a couple of weeks ago, um, did a segment on Extreme E and just sort of how the first w event went because the, the great yeah. thing about um, Extreme E is, it's all kind of based around showing you the effects of climate change in a way that isn't really that preachy. So the first yeah. one was in a desert somewhere. The, where it was kind of escaped Saudi right Arabia, now. wasn't it? Saudi Arabia, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it as you say, it was really entertaining to watch. And I, I, I'm not like this in the same way that, like, you know how there are Americans and they go to the Indy 500 just to see the crashes. Yeah. But there were a few crashes, and oh, thankfully no one did get seriously hurt. But you got to say, spectacular to watch. Mm. I mean, they're bloody safe as cars anyway, so... They are safe and they're very powerful as well. Yeah. Um, have you got any else? anything else, Matty, would you like to mention? I've got a few more things, but... Well, I think uh, me and Jack will go uh, Dutch on this headline here because we've both got this. It's the nice. new 2022 uh, Dacia SUV, large SUV that they're um, that they. Well, I'm sure they will release it. Um, I don't know about you, Jack, but the only problem I've got with this is the name. Yes, the name. I'll it's, let you do the well, honors. The, to be to be fair, there. Like the entirety of the Dacia range has. Who is coming up with the names for Dacia, Dacia, call them what you will? Because <laughs> James I May. Thought Dasha. Ja well, yeah, James May. Because I can remember when they first came out in 2013 and think, just laughing myself silly that there was a car called the Duster. 
Why would you call it the car the duster? They used to also have a Dacia denim, but this one is called <clears throat> the Bigster. Why? Because it is slightly bigger than the duster. Well, that's what I was going to say. It just looks like a slightly bigger, more sculpted version of the duster, doesn't it? But it does. I mean, I don't dislike it. I mean, styling-wise, right. I think it looks quite upmarket. Yeah, yeah it does. It's quite, it's quite fits in with a lot of the, uh, you know, the sort of Volkswagen and the Audis alongside it, I think. Yeah, I like, um, I like Dacia's and I like, I admire manufacturers that actually pick names rather than number and letter <laughs> formations for their cars. But mm. Bigster, it sounds a little bit goofy to me. It, all, it almost sounds like, like a character from the Rugrats or someone like, <laughs> something like that. Like just a really goofy sort of weird no, I. It's, I mean, Skoda Roomster, Roomster. Yeah, you can get away with, but Bigster sounds yeah. a little bit cringe to me. It's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. They peaked with Sandero. To be fair, they couldn't get any better than Sandero. No. They knew Good it news. was downhill, so then they just stopped trying. Clearly. Uh, the Logi. <laughs> The Logie! I forgot about the Logie. I remember yeah. sometimes, like, if I was on holiday, I'd see those and think, why? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry if uh, the if you guys get any kind of, like, particularly colourful emails from Dacia PR after this, but... Oh, uh, we don't get any emails at all. <laughs> uh, I've tried um, to get in touch with them to, uh, but you can't get in touch with them. Oh, that's a shame. Um, I'd like to talk about the new Hyundai Ionic 5, I think it's called. I don't know. Fucking say that, but um, <laughs> yes. it's apparently, well, according to some people, um, the best looking EV of the year. Um, it's not, but it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't look too bad, let's be honest. But there's something about it; it's a bit strange. I mean, the interior is well, it's it's quite basic and boring, very reminiscent of the Renault Zoe, a car that Ooh. driven by my ex girlfriend. So you know, shows the taste there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not that excited about it to be honest. My my, my opinion's willing to change though until I sit on the road. But what do you guys think of that? It reminds me of something, but I don't know what it is. It's just car. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me. The back end reminds me of something, and I'd done a bit of googling before, so I googled Allegro and Maestro and and just square <laughs> British. It does remind me of something. If there's is what, it a, a Rover, do you think, maybe? Something old, 70s mm. British. It looks like a little bit like that, but I mean, if it's got one save... I don't like it, to, to, for starters. No, I, I don't, I don't uh, like it. I don't like the way it looks, but if it's got one saving grace, it's that the new... It, the old Ionic, the one we've got now, um, it's that... The design of that, it's like proper textbook hybrid copying off the Toyota Prius and like a long flat sort of car I like the way they've tried to make it look a little bit more like a car um, yeah but I don't know it's, it's there's nothing wrong with it it's just got absolutely nothing about it has it, it no it's, it's like I said in interior is really sort of you know a bit boring it's kind of like a screen and then some seats that's it there's no there's not even a center console if you look it's just like a an armrest for the elderly people that might be driving it but you know, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, boring. It's very small Might as be. well, doesn't it? Do, yeah, I don't think that'll yeah. be a hit with the taxi drivers and there, all the people who have bought them. Uh, you know? And there's true. some really bad news. I'm looking right now at the second photo in the link that you sent. And I don't know if Hyundai noticed this, but clearly like, I don't know, um, they must have like scanned the photo or something because going sort of diagonally across the side <laughs> of the car, there seems to be a crease in the photo. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I see that. Actually, Looks yeah. like it's been but, like hit with a forklift truck carrying a big piece yeah, of wood on it. <laughs> someone's keyed it. They've <laughs> My concern is the rims. Why did they make the rims look like a black hole? Just get sucked in. Oh god, yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh no, it's interstellar all over the again and I've <laughs> you know, I just get a new set of rims now. <laughs> They've swallowed they my look- own rims. They look like they were fitted to something on Pimp My Ride back in 2005. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that as a kid and I thought, that's really cool. And then I've grown up and realised those poor people have got to live with them cars every single day. <laughs> and they never did any any engine modifications either, so they just added tons of weight. Yeah. Nice. Stuck a telly in the back of a Vauxhall Nova and said, there you go. <laughs> That's the Hyundai IQ Ionic Five, whatever it's called. There, so yeah. Um, anything else, guys? Anything else you want to talk about? Yes, big news uh, this week. We've got the new 2023 Smart SUV to rival the Mini Clubman. Oh right. Oh. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you, I thought you were going to say you're not interested because I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm not. Oh, yeah. but I'm just. I'm a bit curious as well because it's like, you know, smart cars are the complete opposite of an SUV, and they've decided to go right. Let's make a countryman rip off. Yeah. Well, what's um, what's got me is that it's supposed. To, you know, smart. It's supposed to be smart. Smart are supposed to be smart. There's nothing smart about it. It's an SUV. Their first SUV yeah. that they've brought to market only eleven years too late. You know, it should be. <laughs> If this isn't called the smart late, I will be annoyed. <laughs> the smart late. I feel, I feel like it should be called, looking at the photo of it, I think they should call it the Fisher-Price My First Tesla. <laughs> because it genuinely does kind of look like a Tesla Model X and a Tesla Model 3 uh, were very much so in love, and about nine months later, this happened. <laughs> well, my question to you, Matty, is, I don't know if you all know the answer to this, but... Is it going to be a Mercedes, pretty much, underneath? You know, is it going to have an electric engine from Mercedes, do you think? Or is it going to be a completely different, like, engine or whatever it is, going to be battery or whatever? Um, well, it's definitely going to have little in common with the 4.2 and the 4.4, which I'm just reading yeah. out loud now because I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, we might have to edit this out and pretend we know and just read out a minute. <laughs> No, I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but we can move on anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't I'm... find what... We're not interested anyway. No, we're not exactly. interested. Um, Jack, have you got anything else? I'm just having a look. There's one other thing that I did kind of want to talk about, and it is about the 2022 Hummer. Now, of course, Hummer haven't really been around for a while because after, like, I think it was, was it the 2008 sort of uh, massive, like, economy crisis Mm. thing? They essentially found out that no one, even in America, was willing to spend tons and tons of money on a big, heavy, thirsty thing. Uh, But they are back now with a new electric car, which is coming in the 2022 model year. Um, The Hummer EV, and apparently, uh, found out this week, it weighs um, 9,046 pounds, or four and a half tons. Bloody hell, that's like a truck. That's a proper, like, lorry. To put that into perspective, someone worked out that that essentially is the same as four Mazda MX-5s. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, I actually I do quite look like look of it. It's, um, it does. You can quite instantly recognise it as a Hummer, but without being too, you know, modern like all the other cars are. It's like, oh, what's that again? Oh, it's a Honda Jazz. No, it doesn't look anything like it. But that actually looks like uh, a um, a Hummer, which is who, I quite like. Who who owns Hummer these days? GMC General Motors. Or, oh, are they GMC, still? Yes. Oh, GMC own them. Okay. Oh. No, General General Motors did own them. Yeah. yeah obviously. G- General Motors is GMC, isn't it? Oh, so is how much we know about cars. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making it up on the fly. Let's just very say it is. short podcast. We'll have to edit out everything we've got wrong. <laughs> GMC. Um, GMC. Let's just say with that. I thought it was just GM. What's GMC? Is it the same? I'm not sure. It says, I'm looking at the sort of like article that I found about this earlier on and it mentions here GMC, but I don't quite, I'll quickly read ahead and see if it mentions that GMC is, because I always thought it was General Motors Corporation. Uh, might be then. Uh, I reckon we're right. Oh, I've Googled <laughs> GMC. It says the General Medical Council. There you right. go. The General <laughs> Medical Council Hummer EV. It's good yes. for the and, and good for the environment. You can breathe it in. But the the other thing about this though, the thing, and I don't know. I feel like they're just making it up as they kind of go along with uh, at GMC or G- General Motors. Um, apparently, this Hummer EV will offer you, and I didn't even know this is just unfeasibly large, eleven thousand five hundred pound feet of torque. Wow. Oh, sick. Wow, what, what what is heavy and what what necessarily do you need to tow before <laughs> that is like what I've, I'm pretty sure they've just put wheels on a tugboat. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, it's because they want to try and push the car to be as quick as the Teslas. Is oh, it going to be like? Yeah, that's true. Hummers of old, where it's quick and or whatever, but it gets like one mile to the gallon or one one mile of electric range before you need to... Con- uh, well, it says actually it. on here, I just read it, um, says 350 miles of range, which is pretty cool. That um, would be if they can do that. Yeah, yeah I don't that believe that. Them saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much does that cost, Jack? Do you know? I'm not actually sure if we've got any prices yet because, as I said, it's sort of like it's meant to be for like, well, saying that, 2022 model year, sort of over in America, they always have like the 2022 cars out by like September 21, so it might be coming soon. But I don't know if actually... Same here, isn't it, I think? No. Well, is it over here as well? No. no, How many of those do they think they're going to (laughs) sell? Oh, is it coming over here? I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just move on before we get any more I think we better move on. Essentially, the moral of the story here is I'm not entirely sure what the price is. Yeah, it's Sorry. a Hummer on drugs from the General Medical Council, the GMC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'd like to talk about the new Mercedes S-Class, which is the same as the last one, but just like to bring it up a little bit because they're keeping with the petrol engine, but they're also sort of adding with the with the S500 model, which is um, not the top range, but it is near the top range. They've got um, a mild hybrid with that. So it's 429 brake horsepower with um, 22, electric, 22 horsepower electric motor, which is cool. So it's hybrid. Um, that's kind of it. And they've obviously got like sort of, you know, the diesels they're making, they're making those, the formatics, the... Uh, they got the V8 one, which is also a mild diesel, uh, mild hybrid. I've seen the um, video actually that on on Carwow a good few months ago when he was I got a little look at this and um, yeah, they it just never fails to um, disappoint, does it? The uh, this S class, it's just brilliant. 
It's great. It's a great car, but I mean, you know, they haven't really done much in terms of styling anything new, but I think the styling was already pretty good for the S-Class, so, you know, fair play. Yeah, it's evolutionary rather than revolutionary, isn't it? I mean, it just, like, by now, you look at that design and you just, it just still oozes class. It just, especially looking at the interior, the interior looks gorgeous. With that um, sort of brown leather, it's lovely. And just the plethora of touchscreens. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of touchscreens, but you know, it's it's quite cool. You could probably watch a whole entire movie there. But you can look at adverts now. The Ford, <laughs> the way, yeah. The Ford adverts. It will be. They will go on the Mercedes. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we sorted that out for them. Um, have you got anything else, guys? I've got one more thing, but it's more of a discussion point. But yeah, I think I'm all out of headlines for now. So if you want to discuss, Jack, have you got anything? I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think we've covered everything that um, I found, at least. So, yeah, why not? Let's um, get on to this heated debate, shall we say? Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of a debate, but I've just basically sort of brought it up because you know only because I'm a fan. Um, the other day, I was on uh, my Facebook group, which is the Mazda Mark One Owners Club. I know how sad that is, but um, <laughs> someone reposted a concept for of uh, a Mazda. Uh, MX-5 NE, which would come out in 2023 and would be electric. And obviously that kind of ties in with the NE, the name, so like, you know, electric, because the previous one was the ND, so they sort of go alphabetically. Um, What do you guys think of this? Personally, I don't know if I would buy one unless it's a manual, because the whole point of an MX-5 for me is the gear change. That's one of the best things, if not the best thing about the car. Um, but I mean, just to have a discussion really about what you guys think about that because you know it's still going to be a convertible sports car. But you know, you haven't sent me the know. link. What's what? What do I Google? Mazda. There MX- is there's there's literally it was just a picture on the internet which I saw, but I I didn't I couldn't have time to save it. It was just like there was a few different photos of what it would look like, but it's more just sort of a thought for now. Thinking about it, just the sense that an MX five in essence, is just a small, compact, and incredibly lightweight sports car. And actually, okay, fine, the batteries will weigh it down quite a bit, but really, as a basis, I could see that working. It could work, yeah. uh, Okay, fine, Uh, sort of going back to what we were saying about supercars, um, you lose a bit of the appeal when you actually get rid of the engine and the noise it makes and all of that kind of stuff, but I can see the logic behind that. Yeah, yeah, I mean... They obviously Mazda with their cars, they try and get 50 50 weight distribution, but I don't know how that's going to work with the battery. They might have to put it in the center, but then that that's might true. mean that center gravity is a bit higher or lower. I'm not sure, it depends, but um, yeah, I've just found a picture of it which I'll add to the chat. Oh, good, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked at it yet. I can't uh, see if that works. Find it, it's what it would is probably it, it, look like. ME spells that one. Me. No, any, so N. Oh, any, like, oh, you said ME. <laughs> not me, oh, not okay. Mazda MX5, Everything me. You need to know about. Oh, right. Um, Sound. I'm not keen on that grill. No, but there's this, it's also this picture, which is apparently completely different, but this is literally just what people were sending in the chat, so. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. That one's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for that. Looks like an old TVR. Yeah, that looks pretty much like a redesigned of an ND, which they've just made. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it could work, but... Hang on, this was posted yeah. July 2004. 
Is it? <laughs> Sorry. Really? No, I can't be right. But anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Um, still, if they could get one that. that's designed to look like that, I would still get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not the looks that it, I I don't agree with. It's like the, the whole, <laughs> whole idea of the car being <laughs> electric. <laughs> so funny. So you've sent us pictures of an eighteen-year-old Mazda MX-5 concept. <laughs> Eight. Oh, really? Have I? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the. That's the wrong. Pe- that's the wrong thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I can I save this image? Bear with us a second. Because <laughs> yeah, I just realised that, that link's taken me. It's taken to like a forum. And yeah. I didn't even mean to that's do that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just. I was that's thinking. Thing. God, that's really out there for like the design of a new sort of like MX5. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm I'm completely wrong. So it was posted. 2019 and the guy joined in 2004 oh okay that makes more sense (laughs) oh i'm really sorry to be fair i was thinking for an 18 year old design even if it was a prototype that's just it holds up this this is the picture i meant Uh in the chat there you go oh okay so that's that's oh yeah nice i like that i prefer that to the first one because the grill's nicer in it and it's not too out there. It's it's quite subtle, but I can imagine like being so lightweight. Could you imagine the acceleration with it? Yeah, that's that's one good thing probably about it. I mean, that you can buy automatic MX-5s, but nobody does because you know it's like it just it ruins the, the whole point of it. it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it really. Um, that's pretty much all the car news this month. Um, so we, we've got some questions for our guest, have we? Or? Yes, we do, yes. <laughs> um, we would like to talk about you, Jack, now. Let's focus on the sort of last bit of the podcast. Um, talk about what you do, what sort of things you like. A um, bit more into detail. Um, Matty, do you want to go ahead then, if you've got some questions for Jack? Well, yeah, um, I've got some, some more sort of deeper questions not that deep but deeper questions later <laughs> on um but my, my, my first one is just a nice sort of basic one which was what got you into cars what got me into car- that yeah that's one of those things i feel like i've almost always been into cars and i think my biggest inspiration like getting into that was my granddad or still is my granddad because he used to be a he used to be a college lecturer teaching motor vehicle and cool. as well as that um he is always he's always been well i say always uh, sorry i'll start again he's also been for a really really long time a massive fan of citrons so growing up on their driveway was a citron cx safari and the safari one was essentially kind of like a massive estate car yeah (laughs) Um, i've seen that oh my god and it was just i'd always sort of ask him if we could like do it up and that sort of thing it never really got done sadly but um yeah that's really where i kind of started and i can still remember and this you are going to ridicule me for this and you have every right to i can still remember back when i was about five years old getting it really really excited because my mum had bought a citron zara picasso (laughs) a silver 
Zara Picasso 1.6 HDI. And I can remember the day that we got it and first seeing it and actually being quite excited about it because it was like the first new car I'd really kind of like yeah. seen. It lasted, we had that thing for, we had that thing until like last year. So it's still going around somewhere. That's cool. Well, listen, I've got a thing about the Zara Picasso because not only have I always liked them and I still like them now, nice design for an MPV. When I was looking at car insurance and I was like, right, I can't have this, can't have that. I'm going to buy a Saxo. And then it just sort of, <laughs> I just sort of remembered the Zara Picasso and I was like, oh, they used to be everywhere and they're still quite popular. But I thought, I wonder how much one of them is to insure. So I looked and it was like only a couple of hundred quid more a year to insure than me Saxo. Well, than a Saxo, I didn't have me Saxo at the time. So then I had this like big vision of, having this Picasso and being able to just go on camping trips with me mates and just throw all stuff in the back and just not care. And I think <laughs> someone like me dad or someone turned around to me and ended up saying, Matthew, you can't have a car <laughs> like that as your first car. Nobody is going to go, go near you. Um, so that was that. As I think as much kind of like ridicule as the Zara Picasso gets, it was a brilliant, brilliant car. I mean, as you say, you had so much space in that thing. The seats were brilliant. Always sort of like if you were going on holiday and you'd be traveling for like to like the airport, so like quite a long way. Yeah. Always bring the Zara Picasso with you just because the seats like really, really comfy. Um, okay, fine. The styling, especially in silver, it kind of looked like a baked potato with like tinfoil <laughs> in it, but. <laughs> It was. It wasn't bad. It was a. It was a good car. So, is your granddad still driving now? And does he have his yeah. safari still, or is that gone? Yes. Um, well, a he is still driving now. Yeah, and b um, we do still have the CX. It, but as said, we haven't really been able to sort of get around to doing it up. I don't quite know when um, any of us would have the time to do that. So. His main car, well, I should probably say, rather than say his main car, my main car is also a Citroen. It's a uh, Citroen C1, which, uh, you know, it's good it's cars. not the most interesting. Yeah, they're good cars. They're not the most interesting cars in the world. But I've got to say, if you're a first um, driver, if you are sort of a first time driver, if you've just passed your uh, driving test and you're looking for something cheap, uh, you know, low insurance cost, really, really economical, get a C1 because they are brilliant little cars. Well, that was that was actually my next question. What do you drive? But um, <laughs> sorry, I could just no, it's fine. It's um, it's great. But um, my my next question after that is, well, what is your favourite car? Or top five. Um, and I know you asked me this question on my on my interview with you. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm well, interested to know what yours is. I, I'm pretty sure, given sort of what we've been talking about for the past five or so minutes, you've probably already worked out what the brand of the car, yeah. <laughs> what my favourite car is. And uh, yes, you are absolutely correct. It is the Citroen 2CV. Oh, a car right. which cool. um, our Lord and Saviour, Mr. Clarkson, said he got onto Top Gear because he did a 20-minute video on everything that he hates about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still up there, so... Yeah, yeah I, I like it because, I mean, if you don't know really about the 2CV, it was essentially, it was designed in the 1930s, right before the Second World War, as a car that French peasants and French farmers could afford to essentially take them 
out of horses and carts and get them into something that was at least from kind of the 20th century. Um, And over time, because it was so cheap at first, they kept selling them. And then because of that, it got a bit of a cult following over in France. And then that kind of spread across all over the world. And they kept them in production until 1990, which is incredible for a car sort of designed at that time. Unbelievable. You wouldn't get away with that now either. Would you have production spanning that long with the safety and everything like that? But could you imagine the Euro NCAP test on that? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. You, you can literally, I don't know if you know this, Bailey, you can literally take a 2CV apart with, like, you can take the doors off. You just have to lift them off and a little, like, it's in just a little hinge and you just lift the doors off. You can take the bonnet off and the bonnet will bend oh, while really? you, like a whiteboard that you had in school, you just bend and wave. <laughs> it's absolutely cool. mad. One of the really cool things about the 2CV, and this was something that they advertised in brochures and this kind of stuff, that the seats, I don't know if the front seats were like this, but certainly for the rear kind of like bench seats, that can just like, as you say, detach no tools needed or anything. So you could take it out of the car, not necessarily just if you wanted a bulky load, but just in case you wanted to go on a picnic somewhere, you've got yourself a nice little bench. Oh, right. That's cool. I know, see, I don't, I don't really know much about a 2CV apart from when Hammond destroyed it on the airfield with that. Oh, thing. I remember that yeah. one. That was a nice one as well. That was my favourite colour one, bamboo really? green. <laughs> yeah. I've got a... Is it my question or your... Have you? Is it my question? Yeah, yeah, it's your question. Go for it, Matty. Yeah. Well, obviously, I know you like citrons, Jack, but this is a really a question for for both of, both of you. Um this car has seemed to have escaped our news segments since we've started the podcast, and I don't know why. Um, but what do you all both think about the Citroen Ami? Good question. Uh. Now, funnily enough, when I was sort of looking at news stories to talk about, I was so, so close to mentioning the Citroen Ami van, which is a new version that they're doing of it. And essentially, they're calling oh, okay. it a van, really. They've they've just removed the passenger seat for some extra space. But I was going to say, because it's not very vanny, is it? <laughs> It's it's not Vanny <laughs> at all, but um, I like it. I think really going back to sort of the 2CV, I think it's trying to achieve the same thing as bringing really affordable transportation to everyone. I mean, it's a quadricycle rather than a car, so it's limited to a top speed of 28 miles an hour, whether or not you'll be able to <laughs> kind of like chip it and make it go a bit faster. Uh, but I like it. I think it's quite fun. I'd love to have like a test drive in one. I think it's good. Well, yeah, I, I, like when it came out and all, like even like people as sort of down to earth as say Ian Seabrook from Hubnut, who's only got like a few, you know, a few subscribers, well, loads, but a few. He got a, a, a one from the press fleet, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what the chances are of me ringing them up and seeing if I could get one on my little <laughs> YouTube channel and just blag it and just see. Well, I'd really love to drive one. Why not? I mean, I'd go for it. I mean, that's actually how Hubnut started. He actually approached um, Nissan about the original Nissan Leaf and they said, yeah, 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 sure, you can test drive one. And that's how, that was the video that got him noticed. So do it. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, he was already a journalist before, but um, I don't know, I guess... I don't know. I guess you could. You could, yeah. Well, yeah. My next question, Jack, would be: How did you sort of start this radio show? Then, uh, what made you start? Um, and what was your sort of initial feeling about it, like when you started it? Okay. Well, 
the roadshow started, essentially, I, a lot of people kept on saying to me that I've got a sort of voice for radio, and I, I don't, I didn't really believe them. I still don't really. I think really I've got a face for radio. Um, <laughs> I'm not used to being filmed, by the way. Uh, this is a whole new experience to me. But um, it essentially started because someone that I went to school with, his dad actually rat ra well, runs an online radio station called Dougie Stone Radio. And he'd seen the posts that I was putting onto Instagram because at the time, just sort of, you know, to pass the time, whenever I'd see some sort of like a classic car, I'd take a photo of it, post it to Instagram and kind of write about its history in the little description bit. Yeah. Oh, cool. And the whole idea of it was to essentially make a radio show out of that, out of what I was essentially those little write-ups. So it started cool. in, I think, September of 2019. And it was literally just a segment on, I think, the business show on like a Monday at two o'clock in the afternoon. No, it was, yeah, I think it was two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but sort of as we kept on expanding, expanding we soon got to sort of like an hour-long program on its own each week and from there on in it got yeah. to sort of like how it is now really with the segments and interviews and that sort of stuff and it's kind of just been snowballing since then but it's very much so something that i do where i'm learning as i go along um yeah yeah i love doing it yeah i mean we're all, we're all learning as we go along for most of our lives but i mean i think i've asked you this question before jack but uh Remind me again how many sort of listens you get on that. Now, that actually depends. I don't actually know for the roadshow. And, I mean, we don't... <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, we don't get sort of like national radio stations like Capital FM yeah. kind of figures. But um, what we do get is quite a loyal fan base. And, I mean, I often will use um instagram as a great platform for kind of like promoting stuff and also actually engaging with listeners every now and then i will do some sort of like poll thing on there um find out what people want to hear about sort of classic car history wires stuff like that so yeah um sadly i've kind of just rambled on rather than giving you an answer <laughs> right. a solid figure there but well listen um, no i think it's great because but i'm i'm happy that bailey brought up the radio thing because that's sort of Come, comes on to my question which um which as well as you were saying as well that it's a lot of uh, a lot of great tv shows actually start from radio shows and even radio segments so you know yeah. you never know yeah. you never know uh, where it's gonna go and um basically my question was um what are your sort of tips for anyone who's maybe listening uh, who'll be listening to the preview on instagram for sort of uh, getting into to radio and and media and things like that. Obviously, you've already explained, question. but wow, <laughs> I'm the I'm the sort of person that mostly just takes tips from other people and actually gives tips. Well, but yeah, I think we're all. One thing I would it. say. Oh my god, yeah, that is actually <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? We'll we'll run with that. Just wing it. Do what you want to do. R say what you want to say. Write about what you want to write about. Yeah. Honestly, if you enjoy it. You will do better exactly, and you'll do well. Exactly. And sort of doing the roadshow got me through lockdown and talking yeah. to, like, meeting people like you two. I mean, as far as interviews go and stuff like that, 
it was amazing. Just that I, I was not expecting people to actually say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to do you're, that. You're reading me mind here because as well as us two <laughs> pillocks being on your show, you've had a, you've had quite a few good good little guests on there, haven't you? And um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I was a bit surprised. I was like, oh, my God, look who he's got on this week. That's boss. So just uh, run through maybe your, your top three sort of guests that you've had on from the automotive world. Well, if we're doing top three guests, because I'm on your show and you've invited oh, me no. on, obviously Stop I've got it. to say either the one or two spot. And it's a joint number one because I, I'm <laughs> diplomatic like that. Uh, but um, to just list a few sort of uh, people that we've had guests on the roadshow, the second interview I did was, oh, I don't quite know how I managed this, but really, really nice guy. Um guy called James Walsh from Practical Classics. He, I believe, is the deputy editor for the magazine. Yeah. And nice. we had a conversation with... I had a conversation with him that was so long um, that we actually had to play it on two different shows. We had to have a part one and a part <laughs> two for that. Uh, but as well as that, we've had, I don't know if you know about this YouTuber, there's a guy called Big Car. Well, actually, his name's Andy, but his channel's called Big Car. Um, and again, he just sort of looks at the history of particular yeah. kind of classic cars, and you'd he like does him, it in Bailey. Some fantastic detail. I would like. <laughs> you, you would, you would like him. Um, but more, most recently, someone that we've had on the roadshow is someone that I really, really wanted to talk to for so many years, and it is Chris Goffey, who was one of the hosts of the original Top Gear in the 1980s oh, cool. and 90s. He did other things as well. He did auto car and um, he did a series on ITV back in the 70s called Drive-In. Uh, but yeah, really, really nice guy as well. Real chatty, plenty of funny stories. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. saying about how he once uh, on the launch of the Austin Meister, on the launch day, he was sort of like, I can't remember where, he, he mentioned sort of, I think it was somewhere in the Mediterranean, he was kind of like invited, you know, free trip down there to test drive this new car. And he hit it on some sort of like oil that was like an oil slick, actually managed to roll the car over. And as he was <laughs> hanging from the seat belts of this thing, all of a sudden, because of course the, Ma the Maestro was the first car to have a talking dashboard, it went, Low oil pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had him oh, on, wow. to be honest. I'll have to, I'll have to listen That's to that brilliant. because I quite enjoy watching any old Top Gear segments. I've seen his bits where old he's Top like, Gear is the best. Where he's like, yeah. the steering could be a little bit better and just speaks like very posh and formal and, you know, things like you can't get your umbrella lengthways and things like that. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I love it. And Matty, is that is that where you sort of get um, your inspiration, Matty, from that sort of thing? Because I, you know, I, you know, when with your um, what's it called, uh, Thor Throttle like series, that's it. Really reminds you of like an eighties Top Gear sort of thing. Um, as I was always, always wondered if you got inspiration from that. Well, kind of. It's it was weird the full throttle Buster Cherry thing. Like it was. The, the Ford Puma one I done that was a college project um, yeah. but we had to sort of develop a character sort of thing and like people just said why don't you do just this like really if you're doing a car review do this like really sort of guy who just says innuendo after innuendo but <laughs> obviously you, you can't just do that you've got to have a little bit more substance to it so um, I guess so I've, I think we tried to set the Ford Puma review like in 19 whatever it was when it first came out but yeah. it didn't really you know go that way because of you know just modern cars in the background and that but yeah i get i guess so it was just supposed to be slightly sort of 
you know, where today you'd go, oh, that's irrelevant. But back then it was quite an important thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Jack, I, I never asked actually. Do you have a YouTube channel? I forgot to ask. <laughs> I you essentially the YouTube thing right now. I really have been meaning for a while now to get into that because uh, for a while I was posting sort of like the big interviews that we'd have on the road show to sort of like a YouTube channel just because you know you want to utilize as many platforms as you can for this of course, sort of yeah. thing. Um, the only problem was I didn't really dedicate enough time into it. So sort of like you get these kind of of interviews with, as I said, you know, like really cool people in the automotive world. But you need to sort of like do search out um search engine and optimization and stuff like that. You need yeah. to make sure that you've got the right tags. You need to do all of that kind of stuff. Um if you want to make sure that people it reaches people and people actually are interested in it. So, so, so certainly something I'll be looking into. Yeah, I I definitely recommend it. and like if I was to give a tip with YouTube, I mean Matty probably would agree as well. It's it's consistency and it's you know, you wanna you wanna upload as much as possible. That way you get more, you know, more videos out there for more people to see and then naturally you get more views and subscribers and stuff. But YouTube now is quite tricky anyway because of how many people are on the platform. Yeah. But it it is consistency. I mean I'm me me and Bailey, we both both struggle with it because um, you know, the Grand Teens, a very high production thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bailey's got. <laughs> oh God, I can got, imagine. Got things on. I, you know, I'm absolutely chocker all the time at work, so I don't upload as much as I, uh, you know, I, I should do really, just for the benefit of the channel. But um, what what's uh, what's really like frustrating for me is that there's so many people like yourself, Jack, who. Actually, Instagram was quite a big thing for me because when I first made my Instagram account for my YouTube channel, I discovered all of these people like yourself that should be YouTubers but yeah. aren't. So bear it in mind, you know. Mm. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, as you just said, with Instagram especially all social media really it really has given us all kind of like a platform and a community of car enthusiasts and being able to kind of like share ideas uh, indeed you can come on my show i can come on your show that kind of thing <laughs> uh, it, it is brilliant actually yeah it's it's we're sort of um gegging into the community a bit aren't we bailey we've had a uh, we've had jack on yeah, yeah. we've had Dan daniel <laughs> yes. daniel actorhouse was a was a big one you know i was quite glad to get oh, him oh yeah, yeah yeah you know mark my words he'll be a celebrity in a few years time yeah he, he knows his stuff he does he definitely i was watching that earlier on today funnily enough sort of in preparation for this um and very very knowledgeable guy yeah and i can't believe he's like what five years younger than me <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite crazy but um you know well done to him he's he's obviously definitely really yeah. he's so good that we're talking about him on a podcast that he's not on while we're trying to interview someone else <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just very very quickly any any plans for the future what what are you what's the future goals looking like jack and if you if you want to edit this out bailey you know whatever <laughs> an hour that's a good question no, well, I mean, sort of after that pep talk, I really do need to get into YouTube now. <laughs> um, but so as well as that, really, I don't know if there's been any major plans. Now that there are plenty of classic car shows going on, especially kind of in the summer now that they're allowed to happen again, I'll certainly do my best to be reporting from all of those on the road show. I've certainly got a few in mind that I'd really like to go to, one of which is the British Leyland show or BMC show um, at Gaydon, the sort of motor museum near Warwick 
kind of in Warwickshire, which is very near to me. Um, certainly looking forward to that. But yeah, I'll sort of do as many as I can as far as classic car shows go. So you never know if you are at one of these shows, you may well yeah. bump into me. You won't know who I am. But <laughs> <laughs> are you going to Goodwood, Jack? That's the question. Goodwood. Now, I did look into that. What I mean, certainly regarding stuff like that, I'm certainly going to Silverstone Classic. Yeah. Um, and I'm certainly going to Retro Car Fest, which is at Bista Heritage. And actually, talking of Bista, there's a couple of things other than that that I'm also going to. Um, they, they sort of do things called Sunday Scrambles, which are essentially like classic car shows. And as well as that, I've also got a driving experience with 80s hot hatches. Oh, cool. So you've got, nice, you can choose like nice. three 80s hot hatches. I did one last year for... Uh, classic cars and i drove a lotus cortina and a ford escort rs 1600 wow oh wow uh, both that's cool that that lotus cortina in particular was amazing but uh, that's one of the kind of things that i talked about on my show and i'll certainly be talking about the hot hatches that i drive as well so yeah in short plenty planned for the future so uh, so long as i can get out and about when i'm sure i will be able to <laughs> brilliant well, Jack, it's been a pleasure having you on. Really has um, really interesting to hear about. Well, you basically and what you do. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. The, um, Thanks for having me on. No, not a problem at all. It's been great, hasn't it, Matthew? I think it's been a, a really decent conversation tonight. Actually, I'm I'm quite proud. Yeah, <laughs> I've had fun. Oh yeah, I mean, the car news in particular was very interesting as well. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. So. Matty, do you want to sort of plug in your social media as, as we usually do at the end? Yeah, so if, if you like what you see or what you hear, you can um, see my YouTube <laughs> channel, Matty's Cars, on YouTube. Um, if you just want to follow my Instagram, then it's uh, Matty's Cars YT. Um, and that's me. Hand you over to Bailey or Jack, whoever. Jack, do you want to talk about your Instagrams? Uh, Actually, yeah, if I could. Um, yeah, yeah, well, the the radio show is, as I said, on Dougie Stone Radio. And so, I mean, obviously, with it being an online station, you can listen to it wherever you are in the world. Uh, but it is Sunday, British time, 12 noon. Um, and if you, for whatever reason, if you miss a show, then you can also catch them over on SoundCloud. Um, if you look for Dougie Stone Radio, you'll find a playlist there and you'll be able to find pretty much all of the road shows since we started. I think there's something absolutely horrific like you'd be spending several days uh, of just pure roadshow and that's a, just a horrifying thought don't listen to them all at once uh, but it's certainly if you do want to listen to say the latest ones or maybe the Chris Goffey interview or even the interviews with um, Bailey and Matty then do check them out because they're all up there and a YouTube channel is pending for you. YouTube channel pending. I believe it will be Dougie Stone or the Roadshow Dougie Stone Radio or D Stone Roadshow is another one that I use. But if you do listen to the Roadshow, I will tell you when I get that set up. Nice. And you have Instagram, don't you, Jack? So is it? The, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You got three um, accounts or something like that. Haven't you? <laughs> I have got three accounts. Yeah. Um, for the Roadshow, the main one is D Stone Roadshow. So the letter D Stone Roadshow. And my own kind of like personal one for all of my kind of uh, radio or motoring journalism kind of related stuff is Jack Mortimer Journalism. So that's all one word, Jack Mortimer Journalism. Excellent, excellent. Um, of course, follow us uh, on the Grand Teen, which this video and podcast will be uploaded to. And follow us on 
uh, Instagram at the Grand Teen and Twitter at the Grand Teen because we've now got a Twitter account. Yay! <laughs> Even though nobody uses Twitter and I don't either. But if you want to follow us on there, then please do. Um, that's it for now. Uh, thank you guys for coming on, specifically Jack. Um, thank you. Been great having you as usual. Um, and we'll see you next month. Stay safe, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>